the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you with another fantastic Saturday morning or afternoon, I guess it is actually here. Pre-Super Bowl day. Anyway, folks, I'm coming to you with a great show. I've got Lieutenant Rob McCoy from the Employee Resource Division, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, Employee Resources Department, why would I bring in that department from the county? Well, because that department handles what? Uh, We handle the CCW, or Concealed Carry Weapons Permitting, for the entire county of San Bernardino. Great guy to know, folks. So Lieutenant Rob McCoy is here on the show. Also joining with us, longtime friend Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell of CCW Safe, ccwsafe.com. They are the after-incident insurance program that you have to have. And if you have a CCW, you need to be involved with CCW Safe. I am. You should be also. Stan Campbell, thanks for joining us. Hey, Phil. How are you doing? Uh, and if you remember from past shows, Stan Campbell's 20 years on the Oklahoma... Oklahoma City Police, yes, sir. Oklahoma City Police. He's retired uh, from Oklahoma. He's living out here in Southern California, living the dream. Living the dream. And helping folks with their CCWs make sure they have protection for after the incident. So yes, thank you, Stan. Thank you, sir. Okay, so the purpose that I want to do on this show is is here in Southern California, for everybody who hasn't been living underneath a rock... We know that we've had a huge terrorist attack here happen in San Bernardino, and uh, it's a tragedy, and it's due to the fact that there's evil in the world, and these evil people perpetrated this murderous, cowardly act, and they did so in a you know a county employee gun-free zone, and that has caused a huge number of people to wake up out here and realize that you know when when seconds count, police are only minutes away. Mm -hmm. Uh, The response to this incident in San Bernardino was amazing. We happened to have uh, SWAT teams were actually training in the area and and were geared up and ready to go. And they were able to roll Mm -hmm. within minutes uh, of this. And they they couldn't have gotten there any quicker. Um, But still, they they missed the initial shooter. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the people have come to realize that the citizenry those of us that are shopping at the mall, at the restaurant, at the movie theater, going to church, you are the first responder. And, and your safety is your responsibility. So when people came to this realization, they said, well, how do I do this? I guess I need a CCW permit. And that's where you come in, Lieutenant Rob McCoy. That's right. Uh, what, what has happened since December 2nd in uh, the county? Yeah, we have had a marked 
uh, uptick in CCW applications. I would say an avalanche, if you will, of CCW applications. And uh, historically, our turnaround time for a CCW permit has been 90 days. Mm -hmm. And our part of that, as far as uh, background investigating our applicants, generally we can accomplish in a week, week and a half, and the remainder of that 90 days is for the DOJ uh, background clearance. Um, what has happened now is that we have so many applicants and only so many appointment times that our investigators can accomplish. Uh, the high volume of applicants now has pushed our uh, interview time uh, with an investigator out about nine months, nine to ten months, and that's unprecedented for us. So we are throwing everything at it we can resource-wise to keep that time down to the best of our ability. Um, but at this point, it really is what it is. There's such a inundation with CCW applicants that we really have no choice. Yeah. yeah and one of the things that, that throws it upon the sheriff's department is the fact that many local cities have chosen not to issue CCWs. So if you, up until recently, if you lived in Redlands, uh, some of the other cities in the area, you you should have been able to go to your city police department and, and apply for one, and the chief of police would take you through the background check and sign off on it and be good to go. But they've had the discretionary power to deny it. And when they deny, then somebody who lives in that city who wants one has to then go into the county program. So you've gotten everybody's applications on your front door. That is correct. And we used to require a letter from the city of origin that they were denied. Uh, we don't require that any uh, longer. So somebody can come directly to the sheriff's department, providing they are a full-time resident of San Bernardino County, and apply through the sheriff's department. You know, that's that's a good point to touch on because we do have some resort cities in San Bernardino County. People don't think of them as such, but, mm -hmm. you know, we have Lake Arrowhead, we have Big Bear, and I know a lot of people who live in the nasty county of Los Angeles. I think that's the official name. Um, <laughs> nasty as far as if you're trying to get a CCW out of them, you're not going to. Right. <laughs> uh, have, have had to say, well, what I want to have one. What do I do? And so some people have had the ill-thought idea of, well, I'll use my cabin and big bears address and just apply how does that work rob yeah or their neighbor's cabin and big bear oh that's even um, dumber yeah yeah it's very important to our sheriff that the program is not taken advantage of and that we are issuing to full-time county residents so our investigators will absolutely do their due diligence and they'll talk to neighbors if they have to whether those neighbors be in los angeles or in big bear uh, we check utility bills. We will do everything we can to ensure the integrity of this program and that we are, in fact, only issuing to full-time county residents and not someone who's otherwise trying to take advantage of the system. So, uh, and the sad part is, if you live in Los Angeles County, you have a sheriff department out there who has decided you do not have the right to self-defense, to, to carry your own weapon. They made that unilateral decision for about 10 million people out there, and you're stuck. You have to change the sheriff's department. It is an elected official, right? Right. That's mm -hmm. correct. So so you need to find out who the correct person is to vote for and have them replaced because um, they're the ones who are stopping you. And, and it's not fair to get mad at San Bernardino County or Riverside County and say, hey, guys, you know, I have property up there. I'm out there six months and one day. Give it to me. That's That's not it. Your job is change the county you're in because that's who's who's holding you back there. That's correct, and I appreciate you mentioning that. It is very true. Um, the different uh, counties, surrounding counties, have different thresholds, uh, and whether or not they'll issue uh, CCWs. 
And I do know that, and people have figured it out, that in San Bernardino County, if you're a good, upstanding citizen and you want a CCW uh, permit, chances are you'll get one. And if that's not the case in our surrounding county or wherever it is that you reside, it may draw you to San Bernardino to try to get around it. So I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. Now, Riverside County, too, uh, Sheriff Stan Sniff there, he's another, well, the sheriff in San Bernardino County is John McMahon. That's correct. Awesome guy. Uh, I got to meet him uh, last month and very impressed with him, been very impressed with his policies. We all saw him on national television. He was the eloquent one uh, at the press conferences who knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll leave it at we're, that. We're very, we're very proud of him. <laughs> that, that's who he was. Um, but he's our sheriff in San Bernardino County. We also are blessed in this radio listening audience that our, our neighbors to the south of us, Riverside County, we have Sheriff Stan Sniff. Now, Stan Sniff is a very adamant Second Amendment supporter. His his points of view are very much in line with Sheriff McMahon's. Uh, he was not able to make it here today. But um, we just want to point out that you have the same opportunities in Riverside County as you do in, in San Bernardino County. But since I have the good fortune of having Lieutenant Rob McCoy, who oversees all the CCW application process at San Bernardino County, we're going to focus on that for our discussions. That sounds good. And I do work hand-in-hand with uh, Riverside's CCW program because, of course, they're experiencing the same problems that we do. And we're uh, very interested in process improvement and ensuring that we can take out any unnecessary bureaucracies in our process. And Riverside, I know, is very interested in the same ideals. So uh, we share ideas with them, and uh, new methodologies that are working for us might work for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're we're complementing one another in our programs. Has L.A. County reached out to you? You say, hey, how do we uh, improve our CCW permits? No, I haven't heard from L.A. County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crickets, crickets, crickets. Exactly. That's to be a long wait on that one. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about my, my experience with uh, the CCW program. And that is, uh, started years ago with it, and we used to have a written application. Okay, so you would you would go in. This is not the way it is right now, but you would go in, get an application packet, fill it out, bring it back, and that would start your process. Now everything is done online. Correct. So it's saving a line. It's, it's saving a line going into the sheriff's department to pick up your package and wait outside for twenty minutes. That's right. You can start this thing online, and the website address is. It, you can uh, just Google the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, and mm-hmm. the website will pop up. And from that website, go to the CCW tab. It's on the right-hand side. That's correct. You'll see a picture of a, uh, a CZ um, Sport. It's a 9-millimeter beautiful pistol. It's got – anyway, so that's, that's your cue. When you look over there, you see that really pretty pistol in that picture? That's correct. That's a CZ-75 Sport. It's an awesome weapon. Uh, click on that button, and that will start you on the application process. That's correct. It'll bring up the DOJ application as well as the instructions that will help guide you through the entire process. And we're going to talk about those instructions, which are very important, when we come back right after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws 
and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. Boomstick Radio. You haven't heard that one before there, have you, Lieutenant Rob? I have. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. Anyway, folks, uh, Philip Naiman here, Firing Line Radio Show, and one of our major sponsors, Vince Torres, owner of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, wants to stress the importance of safety in firearm usage. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, target shooting, it's important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. Vince and I highly recommend you attend, a, you attend excuse me, a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential for the safe, efficient use of your firearm. And, as a listener of this show, that means you're a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211, I was just there uh, last week, I actually posted a picture of it. Happened to accidentally run into a CZ-75 that needed a good home. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible and, thing. And you had money burning a hole in your pocket? Well, don't let the wife hear that portion. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you, you look, it's, it's a rescue project. You go into these stores and all these things need a good home. I you like know, that. it's... Agreed. And, and um, we have a, a law in California that you can only buy one new gun a month. That's a law, okay. Well, I thought that was a challenge. <laughs> so <laughs> if that's our limit, let's see if we can actually get one new gun a month yeah. and uh, have some fun with that. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you very much, Vince. Uh, sitting here with Lieutenant Rob McCoy and Stan Campbell from CCW Safe, we're talking about the CCW process for San Bernardino County. It's similar for Riverside. There will be some differences. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a rep from Riverside here today, but we are blessed with Lieutenant Rob McCoy. So we're talking about the application process. 
we get the application in, uh, online now. Correct, yeah. So we punch it. We It fills out. There's a waiver for DOJ. Now Correct. Is that, is that federal DOJ or Cal DOJ? Cal DOJ. Okay. Run by Kamala Harris. Correct. Yes, who's the biggest anti-gun person in California so far. Not ever, but so far. Anyway, so so that the California DOJ gets that info. You get the application. Where does it go from there? Okay, so once somebody goes online uh, to the sheriff's website and fills out the uh, application, they'll submit it. We'll receive it electronically, and typically they will be prompted to select an interview appointment from a, a list of available interview slots. Right then. Correct, right then. With the onslaught of applications that we've had, all of those slots have been taken for the foreseeable future. So what will happen now is the applicant will be notified that an investigator will contact them to set an appointment with them. And that's the, so that's the current process. So in the past, when pre, you know, pre-rush, if you will, um, it would take about a 90 days, which would allow time for the application to be processed for... Uh, witnesses, if you will, or, or people who know you to be contacted, the background check started, which is a very important part of this process. Correct. You know, let's talk about that right right now, if you will. Sure. So the background process is uh, we have investigators who, uh, above and beyond the DOJ application, will uh, ask other questions to help uh, confirm one's residency uh, place of employment, everything we can to help establish that they are a full-time county resident. And then what we might need to help determine uh, good moral turpitude. You know, we'll go as far as talking to employers. We'll talk to neighbors. You know, it's very important to our character. is very important to our sheriff. And it is his name that's on these CCW permits. And the last thing that I would want to do, having the responsibility to oversee this program, is to have the sheriff authorize a CCW permit for somebody who really shouldn't have one, and they go out and, and uh, cause problems with it or, or you know act nefariously with it. Uh, we want to make sure that, that the citizens who we issue CCW permits to meet the good moral turpitude requirement. So let's talk about how successful they've actually been with that. Uh, the violent crime caused by people who own CCWs the percentage of, of ownership that caused violent crime, the, the, the number starts with point zero, 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 zero. So what is that, the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands? Right. It, it is absolutely off the charts that the people who are applying and saying, look, look at my background, talk to my neighbors, talk to my wife. Um, I have nothing to hide here. I'd like the, the ability to defend my family. Uh, they're self-selecting that these are the law-abiding people. You're absolutely correct, Philip. And we, uh, what I found out is that we actually have to disqualify very few candidates. Out of maybe 160 candidates, we might not issue to one to three of them, generally. I remember, uh, no, not this year because of the onslaught, but uh, the year prior, when I talked to the sheriff, I think he said that there were 733 applications that year. Okay, this is, again, pre-rush. Right. So for an entire year, 733, and they issued 729 or 730, something of that nature. Yeah, that's pretty typical. So it was like a 
issue rate. And those people who didn't qualify either lied on their application or simply didn't live in the county. Right. That's correct. So it's interesting. Now, I've heard people say, well, geez, you know, they're only giving out 700. Okay, you guys, listen to this. They had 733 applicants. They can't give out 1,000 if only 733 apply. Mm -hmm. They can't give out 10,000 if only 733 apply. So pre-rush, people were simply not applying for them. They were complaining about it on, on forums online, right? but they never did the paperwork. Or they picked up the paperwork, filled it out, and never turned it in for six or eight months. You know, they stalled it themselves. That's correct. That's uh, that's rather disconcerting when you uh, – that is a big part of the process, as folks who will start the application process but then won't follow up or will set an appointment for them that they won't show up for. And the unfortunate thing about that is – they're not just wasting their own time and hours, but they're taking up a interview appointment that could have gone to another CCW applicant. Because you can't call the next guy up and say, hey, look, you want to come in now in the next 45 minutes? It doesn't work that way. That's correct, because he might happen to live in Big Bear or right. the high desert or somewhere that uh, he's just not readily available to respond. So somebody who doesn't show up for an interview appointment is messing up the whole system. Well, now, though, they're shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. Um <laughs> <laughs> negligent discharge. Um, they're shooting themselves in the foot because if they miss their appointment for February 5th, their next appointment is November 5th. That's correct. And uh, so I, if maybe the silver lining, if you will, that is helping to police uh, itself. Make it important. Right. Because if you don't make your appointment now, you may not get another one for about nine months. Yeah. And, and you can't say, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't work. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't. Only because if we could, we would. But that, that it's full. Uh, exactly. The appointment time slot is full. The next, uh, I believe the number I heard earlier, the next 1,300 appointment slots are already full. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're, yes, we are, we are full that far out, which puts us a little over nine months. Not so, something we're happy about, you know. Uh, something we would, you're working through. Exactly. Something we're absolutely working through. And in the last month and a half, um, you actually increased your staff to work on this 50%. That's correct. You have budget constraints, and you've still been able to pull people in and, and improve 50%, try and get people geared up to address this. Yeah, that's correct. And we can't just invent bodies or pull from a patrol slot because every there's other equals equally mm -hmm. important spots for these deputy sheriffs investigators to be. But what we have done is brought in some TDY employees, temporary uh, duty assignment employees, uh, to help out. And we're getting them trained up to help investigate. We've also brought in some volunteers to assist with clerical. And we've even uh, put to use some modified duty employees who might be injured and can't perform their normal duties, but they can certainly help out uh, around the office uh, in the CCW process. So we've thrown everything at this that we can. So that's what you need to hear, guys is, is and gals, is that, yes, there's a wait, but the sheriff's department is responding as best they can. They do have budget constraints. They can't put 700 people on this um, in a... In a of a department of 3,000 sworn officers. Right. Yeah. And and uh, how many square miles? Yeah. Well, we're the largest county in the, in the country. We're bigger so than over seven 20, states. Over 20,000 square yeah. miles. They're, they're bigger than seven states, guys. That's, that's the wow. kind of coverage. I think seven. If we I had discussed right. earlier, if you started driving east from where we're at sitting today, you wouldn't reach the county line for about four hours. So, wow. <laughs> Anyway, folks, Firing Line Radio Show, Lieutenant Rob McCoy, Employee Resources Division, CCW, San Bernardino Sheriff's Department. And we have you know, Stan, 
Stan, you've been a little quiet today. I have. I, I wanted to get that important information out for your listeners. I mean, it's good for them to know exactly what's going on here and how to to get a CCW permit. So Absolutely. I kept quiet for you. I th- thank you for that. As it, well. it is important. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Welcome back. Mulan Labe Saturday. Um, you know, that phrase, Mulan Labe, and that scene that we just played, that little clip's from the movie 300, of course, um, come and get them. But one of the things that we do on an application process, I'm sorry, I'm here with Lieutenant Rob McCoy, San Bernardino Sheriff's Department, and Stan Campbell from CCW Safe, talking about CCW application process. On the application, one of the things that have stumped people a lot is, why do you need this? Okay, it's a simple, open-ended question. And... Uh, that that clip from the movie reminded me a lot of people come up with the thing about uh, uh, second amendment you know look that's not what they're asking they don't want a constitutional debate on there why do you need it um maybe in the past there was a need for a huge explanation but it's been modified a little bit can you tell us a little about that it definitely has and i appreciate you mentioning that yeah we don't uh there's no need to play semantics and what you're referring to is the good cause requirement uh for that an applicant needs Which to demonstrate. Which is a California state uh, requirement that's, for issuing a CCW. That's mm-hmm. correct. And so uh, at the at the end of the day, the sheriff has decided, John McManus decided that self-protection will suffice for good cause. There's no need to play semantics and tell some story about how you were uh, uh, attacked one time. And, you know, the bottom line is it, what that is referring to is self-protection. And that will suffice for good cause in San Bernardino County. That is a huge change, folks. So uh, you don't have to take two creative writing classes. Um, <laughs> That's or, correct. Or of that nature. You don't have to go into a constitutional disposition about the Second Amendment. Just self-protection. Absolutely. And, and the story behind that, if I could share that. Please do. Um, one of the applicants for a concealed weapon was, in my understanding, an 83-year-old lady from the city of San Bernardino. And on her application, for her good cause, she simply wrote, I live in San Bernardino, period. Wow. And so what that's saying is that I need self-protection. 
And and the sheriff came to realize that, you know what, self-protection is the ultimate need for why these are issued, and that is a good enough cause, and we can stop the creative writing assignments at this point. Yeah, very well said. You know, we're talking about somebody's ability to protect themselves and our responsibility not to preclude that unnecessarily. Yeah. Okay, so um, application's done. You guys have done your background check. Then we come into an interview. Yeah, correct. So they'll come in and they'll uh, interview at the Employee Resources Division, which is at our sheriff's headquarters off of 3rd Street. They'll uh, interview with an investigator. And what the investigator will do is vet the DOJ application and the answers that the applicant gave, uh, as well as some uh, additional amendments that we have in there as far as the, the residency and the, uh, the employment and, and whatnot. That, appli- that interview usually uh, goes about 30 minutes to an hour at the most. And from that point, uh, the uh, applicant signs in a system that will uh, transpose, if you will, the signature onto the permit. Uh, They'll take their photograph as well, and we can send them away with a CCW permit. Very good. Well, and then they have to take the class. Yeah, so the the class initially is an eight-hour class, and that's required by the penal code. Um, it is uh, classroom time and range time. Uh, during that class, they talk about uh, liability, responsibilities, CCW law, and then the CCW applicant uh, demonstrates for range staff uh, proficiency with the firearm so that the range staff knows when they send this person away, they've observed this person demonstrate they can proficiently uh, aim and fire that weapon, reload that weapon, holster and unholster that weapon. Um, so, yeah, that is an eight-hour uh, range class requirement. Um, you know, we talk about liability and, and so forth. Just as an example, I know the guy is an idiot, and he's he's blown his life up since then and stuff, but look at the George Zimmerman case, okay? The the firearm usage in that incident, incident was found to be lawful. Mm-hmm. Right. But how has his life fundamentally changed by the use of that? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely changed. And, you know, one of the things, and, and I'm, I'm listening in on you guys, and one of the things that's really important about the checks and balances that um, the sheriff, sheriff has, has in place, um, it's important for all of us to understand that we're getting these um, weapons and permits to defend ourselves against evil people. And the checks and balances in place help to keep those evil people out of the process. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be upset with about how long it takes because, you know, especially the influx of um, new applicants. Uh, so it's really important, you know, to be understanding with the sheriff's department and and to accept, you know, the new time period it takes and allows and, and know that done they, this two years ago. Exactly. <laughs> that they right. absolutely cannot take any more uh, deputies off of the street, you know, because they still have to, you know, defend you and, and be there for you in your time of need. So, I mean, that's really, really important to know. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and I appreciate your perspective on that, Stan. And we have had some applicants come through, and I review every single application mm-hmm. after uh, my investigators are done with it. And we have had some applicants who uh, were fairly alarming to me, or I was actually surprised at this person because of some affiliations they have uh, to those committing criminal activity or they're a little too close to the criminal element. They came in wearing their Mongols bike jacket. <laughs> I can't say exactly that, but, but you know, we, for instance, we have had some uh, folks come in and, and apply who, uh, who were definitely uh, their, their criminal past and those who associate with and their criminal past 
there's there's no way any reasonable human being would want them to have a concealed firearm lawfully. Now, now to own a firearm, and I want to get back to taking that class um, at the sheriff's, but to own a firearm, you can't be a felon, all right? Correct. Felon in possession of a firearm is another felony. Correct. So what, what you guys understand, though, is because we've had weak DAs and weak judges who let people off and let people plead down, that you could read a case file that so-and-so has a misdemeanor for assault and battery. Yeah, well, then you find out he used a baseball bat on somebody and nearly beat him to death and should have had an assault with a deadly weapon and been away for 20 years. Right. So, you know, it's like, hey, I don't have a felony. Yeah, well, you also have an attitude problem that that simply was not corrected correctly in the penal system. Correct. That's a good point. And I expect the investigators, and they do, they'll follow up. If they have an inkling that there's something else to this case or if uh, if we're going to deny somebody, on a, maybe it's a misdemeanor. I want to see the report. I want to talk to the investigating officer. I want to find out, is there more to this or is there not? So the investigators know to delve into that type of information. Right. Because again, you're, you're, you're on the line. You're uh, signing off on this. Correct. And that, that's a big deal. Okay. So we go to this class. There's, uh, the one I took a couple of years back was up in uh, Apple Valley, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. The, the Apple Valley Gun Club. Great little club. Great people up there. John. Um, John Marhoffer. Marhoffer. A, yeah. Barstow Station captain and phenomenal uh, firearms instructor. Yes, he is. We got to shoot with him and uh, Team Safari Land, uh, Big Bear. Uh, you're, anyway. You're lucky. Yes, absolutely. Um, so he teaches this class. They go through a lot of the things. And one of them is the liability that's involved. Very important. And so when you fire a weapon, any weapon, even at the range, you own that bullet until it stops moving. That's right. correct. So whatever, wherever it goes, whatever it does, it has your name on it. Yeah, and I, you, we feel a responsibility at the Sheriff's Department to uh, adequately inform a CCW holder who might not have the same perspective and experience that we do from being in this profession. Uh, they might not fully understand the potential liability and the hazards they may face. So we go to lengths uh, to teach them and instruct them and, and build up a, an awareness and knowledge base so that when they leave with a CCW permit, they're very full, well aware of the potential hazards and liabilities that they're going to assume by carrying that concealed firearm. And one of the things I always like to point out is many people think, well, I have homeowner's insurance for liability. Mm-hmm. Homeowner's insurance covers you for accidents. That's correct. If you had to pull your pistol in a self-defense issue and uh, discharge it at a bad guy, that's an intentional act. Correct. Correct. So your homeowner says, uh, sorry, but did you mean to defend your life or did your gun accidentally get drawn and fire yeah. six times? And, and and that's the problem is like the majority of the homeowner's insurance policies, I mean, they will have clauses in there that state um, that we do, will not cover you for um, intentional acts, uh, you know, and it allows them to get out of, I mean, even if your broker says they will cover your self-defense shooting, you need to see that in writing that they will cover intentional acts because the majority of them will not. And so do we have a solution for that? Correct. One of the solutions is, um, you know, um, the best solution, one, the best solution is CCW safe, a uh, CCW safe, you know, and, you know, just trying to, um, help out those who are concealed carriers and law enforcement officers, uh, who carry off duty. Um, we do defend your actions um, as long as you are a permit carrier. And that's the one of the things that goes along with what the, the sheriff's talking about over here. Um, 
you have to have a permit. We don't we don't uh, allow you into our membership group if you if you don't have a permit because that too the checks and balances that go on uh, keep those that evil element out and the criminal element out of uh, our system as well. Yeah, absolutely, folks. You can find out more about this with Stan Campbell, CCW Safe, and Lieutenant Rob McCoy as we come back for our last segment and our Super Bowl predictions after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Folks, I hope you're being informed, not just entertained. This is Philip Naiman here with Lieutenant Rob McCoy, San Bernardino Sheriff's Department, and Stan Campbell, one of the founders of CCW Safe. CCWSafe.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're an awesome group. They have actually, we did a giveaway for a membership this year. Yes, sir. Through the AM590 app. Absolutely. So we got some great responses on that. And like I always like to do, we actually give things away on this program. Um, so do you have any news for that, uh, Stan? Yeah, actually, um, we have a winner for uh, January, and the, the winner of the uh, the one-year membership uh, is Reginald Todd. Reginald Todd. So, Reginald Todd is the winner, and I'll be contacting him um, uh, this next week, probably Monday, and we'll give him the specifics in reference to what he's going to do. And we're doing it again for February as well. Oh, congratulations. So, guys, in order to get involved in this um, – well, you should have a CCW, and there's lots of us out there with them now. You need to go to the AM590 app and just register for the contest, okay? Think about it. It's a great opportunity to win a free program. What What is an annual membership uh, give uh, it, them? It starts at uh, $129 not, not a year. Not just the money, but I mean, what, what is it at, the coverage? The coverage, uh, we, we cover uh, if you're involved in a self-defense shooting uh, or use of force incident, uh, uh, reference to a life-threatening attack. Uh, we cover all of your... Uh, Attorneys, investigators, cost the cost of the um, expert witnesses. That's for the criminal and the civil trial without any out-of-pocket expenses. Um, and we're now this year uh, covering uh, work loss uh, coverage while you're in trial, up to two hundred fifty dollars a day. Uh, we have expert peer support uh, that we included, uh, ten sessions of counseling uh, from a licensed counselor in your area if needed. And also a firearm replacement if um, after you're found not guilty and the it's still held in evidence will actually replace your weapon until you get it out of, out of the evidence locker. Yeah, that sounds like a great service. 
uh, stand with CCW safe, and it is definitely something we impress upon our CCW applicants, whether it be in the eight-hour initial training class or the four-hour renewal class that our applicants take every two years. Yes, sir. And uh, this is a service that I would definitely like to make available to them. Some of them very well may already be utilizing it. Absolutely. But um, I would gladly continue to make this uh, information available Thank you. Uh, regarding CCW safety to our CCW of, holders. We need a stack of flyers for the Sheriff's Department. Def- yeah. Definitely. It sounds like it'd be a great service for our CCW holders. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, the, the, the work that you guys are doing, and I, I had to t- stop and take a moment, you know, just to thank all the law enforcement in this area in reference to their response to the tragedy. Um, it, it takes a lot to be ready for that, to be trained and ready. And then uh, when you absolutely have to, f- you have to face such a tragedy and to, to, to stand together and to work through it, um, you know, as a collective, uh, you guys did an outstanding job. So I wanted to applaud you and all those in this area. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The most impressive thing, they took the fight to the bad guys. Correct. They, the bad guys had big weapons, big deal. They took the fight to them, yeah. you know, and, and they, they finished it. And that was that's what we need that we need, you know, that was awesome. The, the most impressive thing was they took the fight to it. There wasn't any, let's cordon off the area and uh, make a campfire and make some s'mores. It was, there's the bad guys. Let's get them. Correct. Yeah. I, I can tell you, um, you know, that occurred right down the street from where we're at today. And I actually did respond to the IRC that day. And I can tell you that when it did come over the radio that we had the suspect vehicle and I knew that we were going to be taking the fight to them. And I knew that it was not, likely going to end peacefully and i feared it that ended we were perfectly right i feared that we were going to lose uh some some first responders that day and i don't think people understand how personally you take it as a first responder you feel uh you know every one of them feels obligated for the safety of those at the irc and unfortunately we weren't able to prevent that that day and it is something you take personally so um you know, I appreciate those kind words. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I, I myself, I, I was in federal court uh, the day that um, of the bombing in Oklahoma City, and it was right across the street. So myself and four other officers had to run across the street uh, not knowing what we were facing. And that happens a lot with officers. You know, we run toward the gunfire and it's something that's unnatural and it's something that's trained. But that falls back on what our citizens should do as well, because we're still being reactive. And you you guys have to train beyond the eight hours that's required. You know, get out there and continue your training. That's correct. And it's like what Philip mentioned earlier, that when seconds count, you know, likely on a good day, a first responder can very well be minutes away. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Let's look at this realistically. I think in my own little mind that people good quality character people with ccws they're the wild card in the situation somebody plans to do something evil they don't know who's carrying who's not right so in a sense incidents like the irc where there's two people with rifles and you've got a nine millimeter 10 shot gun okay you're not going to win all right you're the firepower is, is huge against you but you're going to stop their game plan. Correct. Because they're cowards, and as soon as something comes back, just like a bully, as soon as he gets punched in the nose, all of a sudden he doesn't want to fight anymore. A few rounds down their way, their game chain, their game plan changes. There's Correct. something that they didn't anticipate. Correct. And, and the fact that they would probably turn and run and move is huge. You've just altered it. So, yeah, you might lose against an AR-15, but what are you there for? History proves that. 
in, in every one of these types of incidents, once the shooter is met with some type of resistance, they either commit suicide or turn and flee. But you're absolutely right. It disrupts their game plan the very split second that they meet some type of resistance. And so those of us with CCWs, we need to train. Okay, Absolutely. and one of the best ways that um, today was the IDPA match at uh, out at Corona. The, one of the best ways is doing that is drawing from concealment. It's shooting with a little bit of a timer element. The eight hour class you get is a is a refresher course from the sheriff's department. Correct. It is not a training course. You need to know what you're doing before you get there. That means mm-hmm. manipulation of your, your rifle or your pistol. Excuse me. Yeah, I have a concealed weapon for my 300 mag. <laughs> um, <laughs> manipulation of your pistol, uh, loading, feeding, clearing jams, safe demonstration of handling. You're not lasering the line. You can draw. You know, you, you can hold your hold your own and show that you're competent with this thing. And you need to come to that eight-hour class already having good basic pistol skills. And 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 above, I believe, not just not just okay. I can load it. I can rack around. I can hit the target, but you need to be able to control everything. Absolutely, I tell you, I need to talk to the sheriff and get you on a CCW payroll because you you make such a valid point, and it's such an important distinction. Uh, you're right. People need to be practiced up and trained and very well versed in their firearms. We specifically do not take the responsibility of training anyone to shoot their firearms that's not our responsibility correct you know it's not yeah and and unfortunately people some people take it a lot more seriously than others but anybody who's going to take on a responsibility of carrying a ccw absolutely better be proficient with that firearm otherwise uh leave it in the box yeah you know you have the right to carry one You've, you've gone through the, the issues and, and uh, you've got a permit to carry one. So everything's golden on that end. Now it's up to you folks out there. And, you know, I've, I've been doing some training classes now, uh, uh, small groups over at the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. And I just like to take out three to four people at a time, no mm-hmm. more than that. And mm-hmm. it's basic pistol. It's beginner's pistol. And, and it amazes me how many people don't have any basic skills or competency when it comes to firearms that aren't basic beginners, but are the people two or three lanes down from me. Right. Where they're, they've got a target set up at five yards. It looks like they hit it with a shotgun at 50 yards. Right. I mean, yeah, you got a 44 Magnum, but you got uh, two out of six shots on a silhouette at seven yards. What, right. What is that? And you know what else, Philip? In addition to that competency, it's the psychology behind it. There has to be a certain amount of uh, mental awareness you have to be in a position, if you're going to carry a firearm, you need to ask yourself those questions. If this happens, what will I do? Whether it means uh, take cover or run or flee or call 911 or, you know, draw my firearm. Um, but the, you have to have that mental competency as well um, and that mental proficiency so that you are better prepared to handle that firearm should the occasion call for it. You yeah, have to. Yeah. And, you know, Phil talked about earlier, he said, um, you know, the CCW carrier is the wild card, but you need to be a wild card with a plan, be aware, and <laughs> not be a joker. trained. A wild card, exactly. not the joker. Exactly. That's so, so well said. Yes, sir. Yeah. So make sure you guys do that. And again, folks, do the training. And so that means range time. It means, I think one of the things you were talking about here is the mental mindset. Um, when shots are fired... You know, we do we do these trainings with the IDPA and games like that. You put a timer 
a timing element and somebody keeping changes score, everything and, and you almost pee your pants just it think changes about that. everything you know Absolutely. so so when you have a situation where where their shots are being fired and its lives are on the line the adrenaline dump's going to be huge well said and yeah. true practice for that hey i want to thank my special guest lieutenant rob mccoy and stan campbell one of our great jobs here at ccw safe folks check out ccwsafe.com when you apply at san Bernardino sheriff's department tell them you heard about a Fireland radio show and be nice <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> thanks guys thanks Phil. when you have to shoot shoot don't talk The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.